Hello, welcome to another message. So today I'm going to be talking about a revelation that the Lord gave to me just um, two days ago. And what he said to me was, faith is the ability to stand. So when he said this, I started contemplating on it, meditating on that. We know this somehow. We must have heard that before or something similar to that before. But there's a difference between knowing something in passing and going deeper to actually you know concentrate deeper and take the subject and begin to study about it to actually know about the ability to stand if faith is the ability to stand then you know now that in order for you to exhibit faith and show faith you need that ability to stand if you're not working in that ability to stand that means that you're giving up your faith so that's why i want to talk about this topic you know that faith is a complex subject yeah it's a complex subject and it's made up of you know various variables and concepts spiritual concepts in the bible they all tied together with faith faith is linked to righteousness patience persistence perseverance prayer you know so many things putting on the complete word of god everything you know so that's why faith is, is complex it's putting everything together really so faith is not just something that is very simple you know and it doesn't work in isolation so we, if we look at the case of abraham and joseph we, we know and we get to understand deeper what faith is like the Lord recently has been telling me, study the case of Abraham, study the case of Abraham. And I know that there's something he wants to teach me, you know, with that case of Abraham. So we should study that case of Abraham, really, because we're going to learn a lot of things from that. That was faith, his faith being tested. God could have answered him immediately. God knew his pains. God knew that they, they, they desired, you know, to have kids with their whole heart. And it was a source of pain to them. Yet, that was how God wanted it. God wanted them to wait for that length of time and to show himself very strong through them and to do something that is considered physically impossible through the two of them. And, you know, and because of their destiny, because of who he was supposed to be, the father of many nations. So, faith is not cheap. Faith is just not cheap at all. I know a lot of people go around shouting faith, 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 but the kind of faith they're talking about is not the Bible faith. If you look at the Bible faith consistently, faith is not cheap. Faith will cost you something. And your faith must be tested and tried so that it will be like pure good. That, that's how God does it. Even look at the case of Job. What would you say about Job was not, that not his faith being tested and at the end of the day he came out victorious so sometimes you might pass through unpleasant situations and you know delays simply because god is testing your faith so faith is not cheap and faith is not easy so that's what you must realize in the case of joseph you saw what happened to him so if we look at the case of joseph you see how much he suffered before he could get to his destiny and he knew his destiny the Lord already revealed that to him, yet it wasn't easy. He went through a lot. And even his brothers even hated him, you know, and sold him off to slavery. And all that was part of the process. And, and God was even building something through that. So sometimes God allows you to pass through certain experiences in his 
you know sovereignty he allows those kind of things by the end of the day you're going to get to your destination the only thing that you should note and that is that standing we're talking about that ability to stand is when you're going through all those things make sure you remain steadfast and faithful that's all you need make sure that you do not deviate so everybody's going to pass through, through tests and trials we saw it in the old testament we saw it you know in in the life of the apostles so, and they never gave up so we are not to give up so that is the ability to stand that's why i said faith is not cheap it's not what some people think faith is look at the bible faith if you didn't work that way for those people in the bible it's not going to work that way for you so you don't need to listen to people that are deceiving you look at the case of david now just recall that was that easy for him even after the, the vision had been given, yet you saw what Saul tried to do, what he kept doing in order to eliminate David so that David would not become that thing that God had said he was going to be. That is what happens really. It might not even be happening physically. It might just be happening in the spirit world. Forces, powers, principalities and powers will just begin to fight you simply because they don't want you to get to that destiny sometimes they will partner with human beings some human beings they know how to read stars they read your star and then begin to fight that destiny it's just so terrible but human beings are like that herod did that with jesus with the case of jesus remember he ordered that the male children should be killed because they had already told him it was male so just look at the wickedness of man so they, he did it just to make sure that jesus does not fulfill his destiny yet god is bigger and smarter and you know god was able to outwit him anyhow he's just a human being but they try people still try they know there's god and they know that they're humans yet they try even today people are still trying to to destroy people's destinies i don't know why but that's human nature for you and they partner with powers with spirit beings, with demons to, to do that destruction. They don't do it physically, but some people can even do it physically. They can physically fight you. Some people fight with two weapons. They fight with physical and spiritual. They, they, they will be giving you advice. I just recall that. They'll be giving you advice, but every advice they give you is contrary to that, your destiny. Some people, you'll be telling them you want, you're getting married or something good. There's something you're telling them. They will make sure that everything they say concerning that marriage or concerning that good thing or that future that is coming to you is negative. They use that physical. They fight it. And sometimes maybe you introduce somebody you want to marry to them and they become very unfriendly. I've seen that happen. It happens. They begin to fight that person physically. And that person will get scared and run away and say, no, 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 this place is too hostile. This family is too hostile. I don't want to marry this person again. So people fight destinies. I don't know what they gain by doing it, but they fight destinies. Moses' destiny was fought. Pharaoh ordered that the midwives should kill the male Hebrew male kids, newborn children. When the midwives refused, he ordered that they be thrown into the river newborn hebrew boys boys he went for the boys so you can see you know you can see just how things happen that people fight people's destinies but the most important thing to note is that in all that in all the trials that ability to stand is very important so that's just the encouragement i want to give to you that you should note that you know whatever god has said you will be whatever promise that god has released into your life or whatever the vision is just like the vision that god released into abraham's life 
it's not gonna come easy like that some people's own might come easily but some people's own will not come easily especially if your destiny is great if your destiny is a great destiny what the devil does is to begin to plant people into your life and you don't even know that the devil planted those people into your life the worst is when the devil now makes you to marry the wrong person planted by him wow a lot of things happen that's why if you know you have a ministry or you're a minister or if you want you want to get married be very careful you cannot be a minister without hearing the voice of god if you're a minister that cannot hear the voice of god then i don't think you're a blind minister if you're a minister that all you know is the word of god but you can't hear from the holy spirit you're a blind minister because i never saw the ministers in the bible that way the bible says they led by the holy spirit and the bible was not talking to just the ministers the bible was talking to every christian so if Christians that are not ministers are hearing from the Holy Spirit. They will go and tell their, their leader, their leader, the pastor, this is what we saw. And the pastor can't even see what they saw. Don't you see that there's something wrong with that? He will be leading you astray. That, that person is going to be leading you astray. So the gift of God is very free. If you want to hear the voice of God, just pay the price. Spend time in the presence of God and you're going to hear the voice of God. Once you pay the price, God will have a very good vibrant relationship with you but once you're not focused on the things of god on the word of god on spending time with god that's when you're, you're going to be deaf you have stuffed your ear up and you can't hear so if you want to be able to stand in the presence of god then you should also hear the voice of god if you're not hearing the voice of god you're not going to be able to stand and you're going to give up very easily and then you're even going to go astray and begin to do things that god doesn't want you to do so that's why i say faith is complex it's, it's not one thing you know that's why god was talking with abraham abraham was a friend of god and ministering to him working with god so that even when he went astray god still let him know that that's not the child of the promise so you know then you know what god is doing it's not everything or everybody that god accepts god promised him that but God didn't promise him through another woman. It was through his wife, Sarah. So that's how it works. So you need to work with God because for everything God is doing, there's a reason and there's a purpose behind that. So constantly make sure that you're working with God. That is part of the faith we're talking about. That's why I say faith is, is big. It's not one thing. And it doesn't work alone. It works with so many other things. So one thing you should know that sometimes God answers Im immediately and sometimes you have to wait. That, that's just how it works. So if you're praying to God for something. Sometimes God can answer you immediately and sometimes you have to wait. That's where hearing the voice of God comes into play now. If you're someone that hears the voice of God, you know that God wants you. God will be encouraging you. You know that God wants you to wait, just like how Abraham waited. So sometimes the vision or the promise or the blessing is for an appointed time, depending on the kind of blessing or, or vision or, you know, prosperity that you are waiting for whatever it is or favor you're waiting for from god depending on what it is sometimes it's not going to come immediately sometimes you have to wait sometimes your, your faith will be tested that's why persistence and perseverance come in and patience they're all attributes of faith any faith that doesn't have those things attached to them is not faith because consistently if you check the bible all those things are part of faith if you're not a patient person, then you don't have faith. If you can't persist in prayer, 
like the persistent widow that Jesus commended for great faith and said, when the Son of Man comes with this, find such faith on earth. If you're not persistent, you don't have faith. If you give up very easily, you don't have faith. That's why we're talking about the ability to stand now. So you can see all these things tied together with faith. So when you have a great destiny, the devils work over time in your case. So like I've mentioned that before, yeah. So that's what you should know. So if you have a great destiny, just know that the enemy is working over time. So you should be more watchful. The greater your destiny, the more watchful you should be because the enemy will be working over time and be planting people into your life and you wouldn't even know. The devil plants people into ministries to make sure that the ministry doesn't get to the level that the ministry is supposed to get to. I remember a vision that the Lord showed me once and in that vision, but I believe the Lord was using that vision to teach me something. So in that vision, there was a church and I went and met the pastor of the church and I told him, I said, the reason why your ministry is having problems and it's not growing and the anointing is not manifesting is that there is a pastor in your ministry, there's a pastor in your ministry that you need to send away before the power of God can manifest in your ministry. So have you seen that? The Lord was trying to teach me something with that vision. So that is why you should hear from the Holy Spirit. If the devil has planted people around you in your ministry or even in your life to swallow something in your life, to swallow your destiny or to limit you and delay your destiny or to just be a burden and an obstacle to you, you need to hear from God. You need to know who that person is and you need to remove that person from your life. It's not everybody that should be your friend, your close friend. Close friend, you know, is reserved for somebody that is loyal loyal to you that wants good for you at all times the lord taught me this several years ago he taught me this principle and he told me say that jesus himself surrounded himself with people who love him and who constantly wished him well he told me that love is very powerful and then he told me say constantly surround yourself with people who love you and who wish you well so it's very important the only person that was not okay among the followers of Jesus, that was Judas, the only one that was not clean. And he said, all of you are clean except one. He was the disloyal person. He was the one that sued Jesus, thinking he was, he was trying to sell his destiny. So that's how it works. So if you're not careful, you bring someone like Judas into your life, a human being who is just like Judas, who, who behave like Judas, that's, they will sell you many times. They will destroy your destiny. So it's not everyone that should be your close friend. Not everyone was a close friend of Jesus. Even the Lord spoke to me and said, look, study my life. You see, I had the, the 12, and I also had my inner circle, James, Peter, and John. Remember in the transfiguration, he was with those three. He said, he was one that told me that. He said, those were my inner, inner circle. He had an inner circle. And even among the inner circle, that's the 12 apostles, he had three that were inner, inner circle. And, you know, and the Bible constantly refers to John as the apostle whom Jesus loved. So there was great love. You know, people that even loved them more than their own lives. Even The people that loved Jesus even more than their own lives. Even as a human being, when Jesus was here, that's what you need. You need people that can even love you more than they love themselves. Or if they cannot love you more than they love themselves, at least they can love you the way they love themselves. Those are the kind of people you need around you to make you, your best friends or your intimate friend. The, the Lord used that word, intimacy. But if someone 
is not that kind of person. You've not tested that person's loyalty. You don't know if that person is someone you can trust or not. You just don't know that person very well. And you're not even being led by the Holy Spirit. Don't make that person your close friend. Because you don't know what people are. People are not what they seem to be. So this is the way that you can make your life good. Those are all those things come into play when we're talking about faith. So while you're standing and waiting, waiting for God to manifest your destiny, to manifest whatever you want God to manifest for you, make sure you do not surround yourself with the wrong people. You kill the vision indirectly without even knowing that you are the one killing your vision and your destiny because that is carelessness. The Lord himself regards that as carelessness. So you must not give the devil a chance in your life at all. Value, value your life, protect your life at all costs. So to illustrate this point for that, I'm going to link it with the armor of God. There's so many scriptures to link to this, but I'm going to just concentrate on the armor of God. So now this armor of God said, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. That's what this word is saying. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So I, I want to pick up this word, stand, your stand. You know, the Lord said to me, he said, faith is the ability to stand, to take your stand. So now you can you realize that God wants you to take your stand. That means God wants you to fight. He said, put on the full armor of God. So when you're standing, you must have put on that full armor of God. You must have put on the complete armor of God. Then you stand. That's what the Lord is saying. So standing is just not standing with carelessness. You stand with the complete armor of God. That's what God wants for you. So there's a position. There is a process of standing. Standing is not done in carelessness. Standing is an intentional act. You're conscious of what you're doing. And you know you're standing and you're, you're doing that standing, the way that God wants you to do the standing. And what you're standing, you're standing against the devil's schemes. You know, schemes. You know, the Bible talks about the wiles of the devil. His deception, his tricks, the evil people that he's going to send into your life to derail you and sidetrack you and then make you marry the wrong person. He, he has even started planting evil, you know, beforehand. He has seen your destiny. He has known that, yes, if you marry this person, sorry for you. You never get to that destination that you want. So the, the Lord wants you to be a spiritual man or spiritual woman. Spiritual warfare and working in the Lord is not cheap and it's not easy. It, it's not for the weak-hearted and it's not for those who can sell their destinies because of pleasure. It's not for If you know they are the kind of person that can easily sell your destiny like Esau, for pleasure, for little, little pleasures of this world. You're not the kind of person that God is ever going to use. Look at what God said about Esau. Because of food. So people are like that. Because of funny, funny things. Fornication, this one, that one. Because of money. Those funny, funny things. People sell off their souls. Sell off their destiny. You're that kind of person. Forget about, you know, trying to think you're going to be like, you know, that strong person that is going to do exploits for God. You're deceiving yourself. If you want to do exploits for God, position yourself well. And if you want to be victorious, if you want to be that person that is victorious, even in your personal life, you, you need to be, you know, strong-minded. You need to be focused in what you're doing. If you're not focused, the devil will defeat you. Just give you a technical knockout. In fact, your own case will be very easy for the devil. The devil will say, wow, I never knew some cases would be this easy. Let me move on to somebody that knows what she's doing and try to fight that one. Not this one that doesn't even know anything. The devil doesn't like fools. 
because devil knows the word of God. So if you constantly want to make yourself like a fool, you know, the, the word of God keeps talking about the fools in in Proverbs says that the fools fools despise knowledge. Fools do this, fools do that. The devil knows those ones because he knows the word of God. He's not gonna bother much with you. So that's why it is your responsibility to know the word of God and try to work in that word of God. If God wants you to stand, stand and know how to stand and fight this fight of faith that we're fighting. This word of God says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. That's what you're fighting. You're not fighting human beings. The devil might partner with human beings to fight you, but it's not human beings you're fighting. You're fighting the devil. You're fighting the spiritual forces, and there's something you can use to defeat that, those spiritual forces. It's the truth. The Bible says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Once you know the truth, the complete word of God, once you put on the whole counsel of the word of God, you will knock out, you know, those spiritual forces. And whoever is partnering with the spiritual forces, you knock them out. It's truth. It's a spiritual battle. It's not a physical battle. It's not a wrestling match, a boxing match. It's a spiritual battle. That's what you must realize. And you're fighting against spiritual forces. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the evil day comes, you may be able to stand your ground. So this one is about standing your ground. Stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. You see, how many times have we seen this word stand now? Three times. So you may be able to stand your ground. So that's what the Lord told me. He said, faith is your ability to stand. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. You have a position. You have a position. Stand on that position. We know that the blood of Jesus has set us free. Well, we, and we believe that and we're confessing it and we're praising God for that. We're thanking God for that. We're rejoicing in it. Anytime you're sad and unhappy, that means you don't really believe your salvation. That means you don't really appreciate God because God is not the cause of your problem. You can see where your problem is coming from now. It's from the spiritual forces in the heavenly place that have vowed that that blood of Jesus has set you free, you will not be able to enforce it and manifest it because this is something that God has done for you spiritually, but you're supposed to enforce, maintain, and acquire that thing. You, you, you make it a tangible reality in your life. That's the process now we're talking about. And you have to stand. You need to fight. Not just standing. The standing there we're talking about is fighting. It's not idle standing. You fight. You need to fight for your rights. Your right is not something that you can just get cheaply. You need to fight. The persistent widow fought for her right. That was what the Bible recorded. That she fought for her right. That those men were denying her of her right. And she kept on asking the judge, disturbing the judge for her right. And then she said, give me justice against my adversaries or avenge me against my adversaries. So that's a way of fighting for your right. And that's a way of standing too. So prayer is a way of standing. When you're praying, when you're praying, you're standing, but you, you go into that prayer with the complete armor of God. Then you begin to fight and stand, fight and stand. Even when you fall, you get up again. That's how the battle is. You fall, you get up again, you rise, you fall, you rise. You keep on doing until one day you, you just stand and you notice that you're constantly standing. It's like that. Look at children when they're learning how to walk. You see, God put that thing naturally in human beings. You, you, they will fall, they will stand, they will fall. One day they, you see them, their legs will shake again. You see them, they'll be walking. So once you learn how to, you know, stand, permanently stand and not fall again, that's it. 
you, you know that you're now standing. And as you're standing and maintaining, keep on standing until the Lord manifests that thing that he wants to manifest in your life. Start firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. So that's it. The Lord is telling you with the belt of truth. So have the complete truth. Do not allow deception or error into your life. And where are you going to get that truth from? From the word of God. So when you have that truth, that's how you're helping yourself. So these are spiritual weapons you need. It's not physical weapon. I didn't see any physical weapon here. Uh, what I'm seeing, I'm just seeing spiritual weapons. So know the weapons you need. Just know the weapons you need. And here now, I didn't see holy oil or anointed oil. I didn't see it here. So I, I don't know where you're seeing your own. I didn't see that. I didn't see salt. I didn't see handkerchief. I didn't see all those kind of things. I didn't see mantle. I didn't see uh, incantation. I didn't see all those things. All those things that people tell people to do and they do it. Yet yeah, those things are not in the Bible. I didn't see any of those things. What I'm seeing here, I'm seeing truth. And truth is the word of God. That's, I saw that that was what Jesus used when Jesus was fighting with the devil. That's what I saw. When the devil came to tempt Jesus, Jesus was using the scripture. The devil would turn the scripture up, upside down to make Jesus do what Jesus was not supposed to do. Jesus would use the scripture to outwit the devil and say, no, no, the Bible, this is what the Bible says. So when somebody comes and tells you something that is not in the Bible, the opposite of the Bible, you quote the Bible for the person and say, no, no, this is what the Bible said. Because you know what? Now the devil is using that person to come and deceive you. Even if the person is a pastor, the devil can't use anyone. Forget about titles and, and positions. The devil uses anyone. And the Bible also tells us that his ministers masquerade as angels of light. They, you think the devil doesn't know what he's doing? Even the people that, that know it know what they're doing. There's a, a, a Nigerian prophet that the Lord was talking to me about yesterday. He's all over everywhere, social media. Several revelations the Lord gave me about him. But, you know, I, I, I don't want to go into all that. You know, I'm just on my own. The Lord begins to talk to me. But what the Lord told me, the Lord told me, said, he knows. The Lord told me, say he's a water priest. He not said water priest, water So God is there. Several times the Lord gave me a lot of revelations just yesterday night, I think. And the Lord told me, said, he knows. What I want to bring out here is that he knows. That he knows that he's a water priest and he knows he's a water priest. So that's what I want to bring out here. And that all the people that hear... In fact, I recall that now. The Lord told me, said, all the people that are healing him, healing him, that spirit, what they were healing him, they were healing him Python, Python, Python. That So when you're healing people on social media, you don't know what you're doing. And the Lord told me that those people that are healing him Python, Python, Python are also Pythons like him. I don't want to mention his name. So let me continue with the work that the Lord called me to do. So just be very careful. So whoever it is you're listening to, the devil will always masquerade, his, and his people masquerade. They are masters of deception. They will masquerade and transform and pretend to be ministers of light. Ministers of light, many ministers of Jesus. They will not come and tell you they are from the devil. It's, it's hard for you to see them coming and saying that from, because people will run away from them. They like to hide. That's how they, they will always hide and camouflage to do anything they're doing. They never come out openly to proclaim what they are and even the people healing them some of them know why some of them don't know that some of them know that they too are darkness why some healing don't even know their darkness those, those ones are the blind ones you can be a blind witch a, a blind agent of the devil and not know so those ones are, will be the blind ones but they're all in the same kingdom doing the same thing so be careful 
if you don't have truth we're talking about truth now those are the people that will make you do practices that are not the truth they're gonna mislead you and then you find that what you're doing is opposite of the word of god and god doesn't joke with that at all because he said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes out of the mouth of god and the lord has revealed to me before he said you cannot break the word of god and get away with it so by the time you realize that you can't you can't jesus the son of god did not you can't break the word of god and get it so once you begin to respect this word of god to regard this word of god you glorify this word of god that's when you know that you're already respecting god jesus said if you love me you obey my commandment i and the father will come and live with you in you so abide in me so i abide in you so that's how you know if you love god so if you go around shouting you love god you love god or you and then you don't love god you don't obey the word of God. Anybody you see that tells you do this, do that, so that you be successful, so that you progress, so that you get money, so you do it. You don't love God. And God sees your heart. God knows that you're fake. So what I encourage you to do, and just love God sincerely. Put on this truth we're talking about. Stand firm. That's what the word of God says. Stand firm. Then put on this truth. As you are, All these things are things you put on to stand. Because we're talking about faith now, the ability to stand. So you're standing with many things. You're just not standing. You, you put it on different things, different armor, different weapon, different things to use and stand and keep standing. As long as you persist, you're going to get what you want. So the best of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. The breastplate. So you see what you need now? You need that righteousness. So you cannot rule out righteousness, doing the good things, holy things, making sure you're, you're loving your neighbor as yourself. So just being, right, being a righteous person. Imitating the life of Christ. When Christ, when the word of God said he loved righteousness or he loved holiness and hated iniquity and hated sin. So you need to hate sin completely. Hate sin because sin is a hindrance to prayer and then you love that righteousness and holiness. That's how you're going to be standing. That's how you're going to be manifesting your faith. We're talking about ability to stand. Now you see that everything is tied together. That's why I say faith is a concept and it, that is made up of many variables. It doesn't work alone. It's tied to so many things. You can see it's tied to righteousness now because the Bible is telling you stand. And you, before for you to be able to stand, you need to put on that. You know, you put on truth. You put on righteousness. So, so many things will come together to perfect your faith and to really, really show that you have the faith that you claim that you have, and it's inten it is intentional. That is how God wants you to fight this battle. It's not by accident. Any battle you're fighting is not by accident. It is ordained. So when you know that it's ordained, it's in the permissive will of God. Your own duty is to overcome it and to make sure you rule above it. Whatever trial is coming your way, make sure you keep standing until God himself puts you above, gives you that victory that you need. You know, and It is God that will give you that victory. And with your feet fitted, with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. You see what the Lord is saying? And so you add that faith, that shield of faith. That's why for the people that only take up the shield of faith and stop there, you can see now that you are in error. You can't pick just, you will not be successful. You can't just pick one ammo and run off with one ammo. No, no, you're not complete. You're just not complete. You're fighting. The devil will knock you out immediately. So try to get all the weapons that you need. They all have different roles they are playing spiritually. They all have different roles they are playing. So you need all of them. You need everything in order to please God. It's just, just one you need. 
you need everything that the Bible is telling you that you need. Even some are not here. There's some things that you also need for this battle that are not here. I just want to limit myself to this one. That's why you need to read the whole Bible and know everything that you need to know. But I'm just limiting myself to this armor of God. But there are so many things you also need to add to this that are not even inside this armor of God. So, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So, that's the sword. Do you know that this, this word of God we're talking about is a real sword? It's a real sword. Because I, I recall one time, a very long time ago, I was confessing the word of God. What I was confessing was, yes, at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, the things that are in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I was just confessing the scripture. See, one thing about scripture is that when you want to confess scripture, don't do it just in passing. Some people just do scripture in passing. That's why I say the faith some people are thinking about it, that's not how to do the faith. You just said Jesus is Lord. Oh, every name must bow. It finishes there. Maybe I can see if you calculate the time they did that in a day, it might, it might be two minutes in a day. They think it, oh, Jesus has set us free. But they are very busy with other things, pressing the TV, watching every program on earth. They didn't set aside time. You see? They didn't set aside time for that confession. For that faith to make sense, for that confession to make sense, you must set aside time. Now, I was confessing the scripture. For I think close to three hours. It was for a long time, or even maybe more than that. I know I was confessing persist that's what I'm talking about when I say you must spend time with God. If you want to confess the word of God, it's not just in idle way and just you just say, I know it. Jesus has set me free, I know it. Every knee must bow, I know it. And that's it. You never spent time. You never allowed that word of God to enter deep into your heart. So that's where the problem is. That problem is when you don't spend time in the place of prayer because that confession now is part of prayer. But you, you, you do it for a long time. It has to go deep into your soul. Even petition has to go deep into your soul and you find that your spirit is now asking God for that. It is something that comes out of your spirit. Is that word of God or that prayer or that request that comes out of your spirit? That's the one that you know brings result. And for that thing to bring results, it must have entered deep into you. And it doesn't enter deep into you when you think of it in passing. I know this. I, that's pride. I know this. I know that. And that's it. You don't spend time in the presence of God. You need to spend time in the presence of God. I cannot emphasize this enough. So I was confessing this for a very long time. And as I was confessing it, you know, I went into a trance. And then what did I see? I see. I saw golden swords. So, so it, that was when I said, wow, so this, as the Bible said, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So this is really a sword. I saw, the, as I was saying that, swords were coming out of my mouth and going to strike enemies as that word of God. It was just only one word, though. Not many, just that one that I was saying. Then next thing, somebody gave me a sword like this and I picked it. I, I know that's the Holy Spirit. Because see that this scripture said, the sword, which the spirit gives. The spirit of God is always with you in the spirit world, fighting the battle. So he threw that sword at me. And then I, I noticed I was using that sword to fight. We are warriors. You are a warrior. We are all called to be prayer warriors. This one, you, you say this person is a prayer warrior. This is a deception. We are all called to be prayer warriors. The kind of prayer warrior that will save your own life, that will help your life. 
you might not be a prayer warrior to help other people's lives, but you should be a prayer warrior to help your own life and the life of your children. You should stand in the gap. So we are all called to be prayer warriors. Prayer warrior is not reserved for some, some people. So that's what you should know. That is how you defeat the enemy. That's how you're, you see the standing we're talking about. This standing now has, we started with standing. See that this standing is not just an idle word. It's a lot, a lot of things are going on in this standing that we're talking about. So take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions. We are continuing, you see it. And pray in the spirit on all occasions, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayer and requests. You see, we've added something. It's, the Bible is still taught. Just this section. I didn't get other sections from the word. Just only this section. So the Bible is very clear when the Bible is talking. But when people don't read their Bible, because they, you know, they just don't want to read their idol. They're careless. They're lazy. So, but the Bible is there to show you everything that you need. So that's it. Spirit, pray in the spirit on all occasions. So that's what you're supposed to be doing when you're standing. This standing we're talking about. That you see, it's faith we're talking about. Faith is the ability to stand. You can see that everything now is coming to play. Pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. So what is the Lord saying? What's it? All kinds of prayer and requests. So some people do just do one kind of prayer and stop there. That's why I say. That's why I keep correcting that. No. Do every kind of prayer because Jesus himself, even in the, the Lord's prayer that he taught us, it wasn't just one kind of prayer that was there. There was worship there. There was worship and there was petition. So know that all kinds of prayer now has, is worship not part of all kinds of prayer. It's thanksgiving not part of all kinds of prayer. It's praise not part of all kinds of prayer. It's petition and supplication not part of that. Intercession is that not all part of all kinds of prayer. And then you can also add confession because when you're confessing the word of God, that's also prayer. You add all those, but some people only do one. Some people might just only that confession. That's what they do. Some people, I know some people, they only do petition. Petition, petition, petition. You never see them thanking God. You never see them praising God. You never see them worshiping God. So you're not balanced in prayer. So you're not getting results because your prayer life is not balanced. God wants you to be balanced in all things, including in your prayer life. Well, that is how you get the victory. So be balanced. Make sure that, as this Bible said, all kinds of prayer and requests. Make sure that in your prayer time, it is all kinds of prayer and requests that you're engaging in. You just don't pick one or two and kick out the rest. Now we go further and you see that intercession is also there. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So some people do not intercede for others. When you make a video on pray for all men or intercede for people, people see it and just think this scripture, I don't want to see this. I don't want to hear that. They don't know that how important that thing is because God doesn't like selfishness. It's a commandment. Anything you see in the word of God that the word of God says do is a commandment. And you're just like a soldier. And Jesus is the captain of the host. And he has given that command. And as he gives that command, you say, yes, sir. Yes, Lord. Yes, master. And you... Quickly do it. You obey. Pray. It's, this one is telling you now. Be alert and always keep on praying for the lost people. Yes, sir. Yes, master. Yes, my Lord. Bam. You begin to do that. You begin to pray for the lost people. If you don't do it, you're disobedient and you're going to be a hindrance 
to your own prayers because you're selfish. God doesn't like selfishness. You pray for the body of Christ. You, you pray for your leaders. It's important. So don't be like a kid. Don't be like a kid. Jesus was not like, if Jesus was only praying for himself and wasn't praying for others, will you be saved? Would he have been doing the miracles he was doing? We all want to be like Jesus in Mount. What about the little, little things we can do? The little, little prayers we can pray for others? We don't. The time we use in condemning and judging others, we should use that time to pray for people. It's very important, but people think it's not important. That is the way that you're fighting your own prayer. Because sin hinders prayer. And you see now, when you don't, when God says do something, you're not doing it. You think you know more than God. You'll be hindering your own prayers. That's why the people that have mastered this art of working with God, they're getting answers to your prayers and you, to their prayers and you don't know why. These are the keys I'm giving you now. Don't be selfish. Intercede for people. Sometimes you can wake up in the middle of the night and even if it's five minutes, intercede for people. Pray for the sick. When I was how old? I was just in my early 20s then. I would lie down on, on, on my bedroom floor and I would be praying for the sick. Praying for the sick for hours. I, be, I don't even know what, what used to come upon me. I had this passion. For the salvation of souls and praying for the sick. I'll be praying for the I'll pray for the salvation of souls, salvation of souls, salvation of souls constantly for hours. And I'll pray for the sick, for the sick, for the sick. I don't know. And you know, and some people think it's not important. It's very important. If you love God, just know that He wants sick people healed. He wants souls to be saved. You can play a role in making sure that. Things are being done in spiritual world because without our prayers, nothing is going to be done. Christians, we need to pray more. And the prayer is not just give me money, give me bread. Prayer now, you pray. Pray real prayer that, you know, you're moving the kingdom of God forward. No, no, don't be selfish with your prayers. Don't be stingy with your prayers. Paul was not stingy. The apostles were not. They even risked their lives. Jesus was not stingy with his prayers. So if you're being stingy with your prayers, you're not being Christ-like at all. So just learn, you know, to walk like Christ. Be more loving and more giving. That's a way of being more loving. When you pray for others, that's a way of being more loving. So, you know, pray for yourself. Pray for yourself, your family, your friends. Pray for others that you don't even know. That's it. The more you're doing, the more that you're becoming the apple of God's eyes. The more that God is falling deeper. God falls in love. He's falling deeper and deeper in love with you. You're creating a bond between you and God. And you're manifesting and activating the presence of God just by doing that. So these are secrets to the presence of God that I'm telling you. So with this in mind, be allowed and always keep on praying for all the lost people. Pray for me. Pray also for me. That's what Paul is saying. Pray also for me. That's why I say you should also pray for your ministers too. They need prayers. They pray for you. You pray for them. Don't be selfish. Don't be stingy. You know, pray also for me that wherever I speak, words may be given me so that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. So pray that the mystery of the gospel be made known. Pray for ministers that are bold enough to preach the truth. Pray for that. Even if that truth they are preaching is going to cost them their lives. Pray for such fearless, bold ministers that's what god needs because the apostles were that way if they did not pay that price by being fearless and bold and risking their lives to preach the gospel the gospel wouldn't have gotten to you and me they were not selfish we should not be selfish and the people that need that boldness 
you know, and that fearlessness in preaching the gospel. Pray for them because everything is a function of grace. Everything comes through grace. It is that grace of God that can enable them and embolden them to be able to preach the gospel fearlessly and preach the truth, not not watering down the word of God or, you know, just pretending, you know, preaching another gospel that, that Jesus didn't preach. No, you preach the truth. Whatever is the truth, you preach it, you know. For which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. That's what Paul said. So pray for your ministers to declare the gospel fearlessly. We're talking about standing. We started with the armor of God standing. You can see that in this your standing, I've listed everything that God said you should do. So why you are standing? We're talking about faith now. The standing aspect of faith. Faith is your ability to stand. So why you are standing? Make sure that you're doing all this because you don't stand in idleness. You stand and you're doing the will of God. You stand and you're doing what God wants. So you put on this complete armor of God. Pray all kinds of prayer. Intercede for people. Pray for ministers that will be bold. You're doing that. God wants you to do all those activities. If God didn't want it, it won't be part of the Bible. So while you're doing all this, you are standing and you're waiting. You keep waiting upon the Lord. And the Lord is going to visit you. That's how it works. So you, you keep standing and you don't give up. So we talked about persistence, perseverance, and patience. So you're doing all this with patience. You're doing all this with persistence. We're doing all, you're doing all this with perseverance. As, and as you keep doing it and with humility, so as you keep doing this and you persist and don't give up, you know, with tenacity, don't give up. That, that's the key word there is don't give up no matter what. Just keep standing. Keep standing. Keep praying. Keep standing. Keep praying. Just stand and keep praying. I'm, the standing I'm talking about is spiritually. I'm not talking about physical standing. The Bible is talking about spiritual standing. It's a position. A position that you put yourself in. You put yourself in that position and you, you continue praying, praising God, thanking God, confessing the word of God, enforcing. It is us, we are the ones that should enforce what Christ has done to make it manifest in our lives. As you keep doing that and you don't give up, you persist, you persevere. God will eventually manifest himself to you, just like the way that he manifested himself in the life of Moses, in the life of Abraham, in the life of David, in the life of Joseph. He would do it. You can see that the destinies were somehow delayed, but at the end of the day, they, 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 they achieved, they accomplished, and they were victorious. So that's my message today. Faith is the ability to stand. And I pray that the Lord gives you the grace to have that ability. Because the Bible says, I, I read that scripture some days ago, ability comes from God. So it is God that will give you that ability to stand. So I pray for you. I pray that God himself will make your life complete through the blood of Jesus Christ. May his favor be upon you. May he clothe you with the complete armor of God. May the fire of the Lord be upon you. May the grace of God fill you up. May great grace be with you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Have a good day. Remain blessed. Bye.